0: Welcome to the PMPA Speaking of Precision podcast, featuring your hosts, Carly Kistler Miller and Miles Free. Hello, I'm Miles Free, and welcome to PMPA's Speaking of Precision Monday with Miles podcast. Carly Kistler Miller has joined me today, and we are going to discuss inflation and, more particularly, yield loss in our shops because of inflation. Welcome, Carly.
1: Well, thank you, Miles. Okay, yield loss in our shops. Is that another way of saying that chips in our shops are a loss factor?
0: Carly, you're you're spot on. Some of the chips in our shops are an unneeded loss factor as we'll discuss. But I am thinking more about the built-in losses that we have when we decide to buy bars of a certain length or choose which tool to use for cutting off our parts and things like that. The length of the bars is less.
1: Okay, this should be interesting.
0: This will be very interesting, I think, when you look at the amount of math that our shops have to do just to assure that they don't lose money. Picture, if you will, one bundle of steel. Okay. They're bars, one-inch bars. Okay. They're 12 feet long. Yeah. And they weigh 5,000 pounds in the bundle. There's 156 of them. All right. Each of those bars weighs 32 pounds based on the weight of steel per cubic inch, right? We did the math. I'm sure you would know that. If I'm making inch and a quarter long parts, Mm
1: -hmm. so it's
0: an inch and a quarter long, but an inch in diameter. Okay. I expect if I divide, you know... 156 bars times 12 feet per bar times 12 inches. I expect to get 17,971 inch and a quarter parts out of all those bars, right? Well, since that number's
1: so specific, I'm going to assume that's correct.
0: You would, but <laughs> I have 156 bars, the last two inches of which the machine's going to hold on to, and I can't whittle out a part. Oh. So I've lost at least one part, maybe two. Right. Right? Right. So okay. yield loss is actually a percent and we'll discuss that now, but just to set the picture and get everyone listening on the same you know, wavelength, we've got a bundle of steel, 5,000 pounds. How much do we actually ship to the customer. That's what among the choices we make contribute to that loss or minimizing that loss and why that's so important today when a producer price index is up 9.7 percent year over year. The decisions you made years ago may not be valid based on material prices that are now Ten or twenty percent higher than they were when you first laid out the job.
1: Yeah, and with inflation these days, you got to look at every little bit that you can. So have at it. Explain this to us. Every little bit. Every little bit. Every little
0: bit. In screw machines, the cam-operated multi-spindles, we'd load the bars that you know we whittle the parts out from. The cutoff tool makes chips in order to part off the finished part from the bar. And so for every part that we make, we use a cutoff tool to separate it. The chips that that cutoff tool makes are a loss as well. What if we we planned on using an eighth of an inch cutoff tool, but because of supply chain issues, we instead use a 3 16 inch wide cutoff tool.
1: Doesn't sound like much of a difference when you just say it like that.
0: But I it imagine doesn't. it adds up. It, it, it adds up. If, if we make 100 parts out of that bar, I now have a 116ths extra cutoff. That extra 16th is waste. So a 16th of an inch times 100. Uh, times, that's six and a quarter inches. How many inch and a quarter parts are in six and a quarter inches? I'll save you the arithmetic, Carly. Good, because my head hurts. It's five. Okay. I just lost five parts. Wow. On one of my 156 parts. Wow. Because I grabbed the 316th wide cutoff tool instead of the eight.
1: So that little bit adds up fast
0: yeah absolutely
1: okay so the company loses five parts on each of those 156 bars that's a lot of parts we can't bill for
0: exactly right we paid for those bars but we won't get the 780 parts we expected to ship because of our choice of a two-wide cutoff tool you can do the math on the lost parts but it's anywhere from 300 to 700 dollars If those parts are selling for, I don't know, half a buck, a buck.
1: And yet we paid for the steel to make them. So we pay for the steel we wasted. We pay for the machine time and the labor tools. But we don't get paid. That's a huge hit to the bottom
0: line. That's yield loss. Oh, It's built in. But that extra 16th, if we aren't paying attention, that extra 16th just cost us. You know, a car payment.
1: Easily. <laughs> Easily a car payment. And
0: that's what the one bundle. That's, that's one bundle, one job, one misjudgment on a tool. Now, maybe the choice of that cutoff tool wasn't deliberate. It was just what was on hand. Maybe it was intentional. But the bottom line for our shops is that if we're not paying close attention to even the width of the cutoff tool... The yield loss alone from that one decision or lack of decision could cost us a thousand bucks. And that's oh, presuming the job is only one bundle.
1: Oh, gosh, that's true. That's I mean, true. what if it's
0: a truckload? What if there's 10 bundles?
1: Oh, and since rotary cutoff saws are so much thinner. Okay, now I'm beginning to understand why there are so many different options in our interest- industry that. That would be entirely different story if they were using those kind of cutoffs, right?
0: Right. So the rotary cutoff might only be a 32nd of an inch. We might get five more parts out of the same amount of steel than what we had planned for using the correct eighth-inch cutoff tool.
1: Okay, so that's tool. What about the bar ends?
0: So the, the bar ends is... Uh, is something that we know we're going to scrap. But when we calculate the bar, the bar, the amount of steel that we need, we take that into effect. But in today's world of higher and higher prices, uh, maybe it's important for us to look at getting a different length of material, getting the longest bars we can so that we can minimize that loss as a percent of loss. So there's always
1: a piece of bar that can't be used. It's a remnant and it's held in the chuck or the collet or headstock, so it can't be used to make a part. What happens to those? Do those just get scrapped?
0: They do just get scrapped. And savvy shops don't mix them with the chips because the chips are sold for one price, they're fluffy, And the heavy sections, the bar end scraps, are sold for a higher price because of their density.
1: Well, if the piece is always going to be held, what can we do to change that?
0: Well, let's take a trip down memory lane. Oh, goody. When I worked in the mills for large quantity jobs, a shop could go direct to the mill and order a dead length bar, a specific length for a job. hmm that dead length would assure them that they got the maximum numbers of parts out of a bar with the minimum crop in, and it was calculated using that cutoff tool that we talked about earlier being added to each part. This meant that they minimized the loss for the crop and for the chips, and the crop loss became the smallest fraction of the overall material put into the machine.
1: So you're saying it's difficult to get routine steel these days. I'm not sure anyone's going to be very successful getting steel ordered to a special length.
0: That's right. It's highly unlikely. But still, if you have the chance to order a longer bar rather than a shorter one, if the crop end length is the same, because your machine holds two inches, right? Mm -hmm. That length as a percentage of a... 12 foot bar compared to a 10 foot bar is much smaller.
1: Okay, walk us
0: through this. All right, so our example again, um, and these are some made up numbers, but they'll illustrate the point. Let's say we're gonna have a two inch bar end because that's what our machine needs to hold the bar. Two two inches is over 1% of an eight foot bar It's 0.83% of a 10-foot bar, and it's only half a percent, just over half a percent, of a 16-foot bar, 0.52% actually. If the bar was 20 feet, it would be 0.42% of that 20-foot bar. So the difference between a 10-foot bar and a 20-foot bar is that 0.83% minus 0.42%, or 0.41% is the the loss. We've actually cut our yield loss in half.
1: Half? Okay, the math is crazy. And it makes sense, of course, the same length is a smaller percentage of a longer bar, but
0: half? Half the waste? Half the waste. Now for some perspective. Yes, please. Those, those 10-foot bars earlier were 5,000 pounds. There were 156 of them, right? Right. They were 5,000 pounds. Using that two-inch minimum, note it could be more, we're talking about 300, 300 inches of bar that we are paying for, but we can't get usable parts from. It's 0.83%. That 5,000 pounds times 0.83% means 41 pounds we paid for, but we can't use it. If the steel costs 80 cents a pound, which is, by the way, almost triple what I remember charging (laughs) for when I sold steel in a younger man's days. Way back when. We just lost 33 bucks.
1: So just on this one job. One bundle. One bundle. We can lose 33 bucks just due to the normal bar end loss. And we lost anywhere from $300 to $700 for the parts we couldn't sell due to the excess yield loss from the wrong width of a cutoff tool. Just this one job.
0: Yes. Remember, we paid for the steel that went into the excess cutoff chips instead of parts. So this one bundle, we've lost over $200 in yield loss, not counting our lost revenue, which is probably double that. And by the way, these are bottom, these are like low estimates. I am not counting for surcharges, shipping, handling, or any other special costs. Your losses could be much greater. If you do not pay attention to yield loss in today's inflationary and high cost environment, here's here's a fact, the prices we're paying for steel right now are almost three times what the Chinese are paying. Three times? Three times, thanks to the tariffs that the current administration continues to allow to remain. You could be losing money that you need to keep your business operating. We're looking at a huge dollar loss per bundle machine. Do you agree? Yes. (laughs) Absolutely, okay the decisions that our people make to just get it done could be contributing to that loss. Maybe it's worth waiting a couple days to get the right width cutoff tool. Maybe talking to a mill could help us actually make a profit on that big OEM job that is so absolutely bare bones on price. Maybe that difference between 0.83% and 0.41% yield loss could be a as profit.
1: Oh, let's make it a plus sign instead of a minus sign. Right. So one hundred and seventy five dollars spent and not recovered for excess cutoff waste, thirty-three bucks spent for steel that becomes a bar end drop, and that's just for one bundle compared to using a longer bar. Now add on the lost revenue.:
0: Right. Again, maybe you can't find the longer bar in that size and grade, it is what it is. But the real issue is, are you paying attention to the various ways that yield loss can cause money to leak from your operations? A casual attitude towards cutoff tool yield and bar end waste has some serious dollar losses. Today, as I said earlier, the producer price index is up just shy of 10%. With rising prices, we need to resharpen our pencils and reevaluate our methods because at these higher prices today, maybe it will pay us to reconsider installing a saw or a higher priced but narrower cutoff tool. Maybe it is worth getting the length we need from a mill in order to dodge the unnecessary waste of the material that we can't use to make parts. All right listeners, what
1: will you do to track down yield loss, money leaks in your shop today? We hear you about high prices for steel and other materi- materials. Aren't they more expensive than steel miles?
0: By small <laughs> integer multiple. You know, <laughs> bucks dollars per pound, not cents per pound. Oof.
1: Okay, that's scary. And the losses could be double
0: or triple the numbers you used. And that was for one bundle.
1: Oh, at one bundle. Might not even be the whole job.
0: Might not. That wraps up today's podcast on yield loss in your shops. Sorry for all the arithmetic, but it was necessary to make our point. In today's high price, tight supply, high inflation world, it's really in your best interest. To reevaluate all your production decisions made back when materials were cheap. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You don't want to miss one.
1: And for additional information, please visit PMPA.org where you can also search for articles, webinars, more of these podcasts, and other resources. And if you aren't already taking advantage of a PMPA membership, Be sure to check out pmpa.org to see the myriad of other benefits. And why is a PMPA membership so important, Miles? Because Because we we are better better together. together.
0: Don't forget to join us next Monday on Speaking of Precision, Monday with Miles.